0: Good evening, happy Sunday, Sunday and welcome in to Drink in the day. Style, it's brought to you by so Habitation fun. Furnishing and Design. I am your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and conversation. This week, we have a renaissance man on the program, Mr. Brent Bowlby, information technology executive, serial entrepreneur, and now, custom furniture designer and manufacturer. Brent, welcome to Drink in the Style. Thank you, Greg. It's uh, great to be here. We're looking forward to this conversation. Uh, Listeners, you're going to enjoy this. Brent is a deep thinker. Brent is a man who has an interesting perspective on a lot of different areas so we are going to uh hopefully uh, uh delve deep into some uh, some exciting aspects of both furniture and life in general. No pressure though Brent. Oh no, no
1: no. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> Joining us as well, is our good friend from one of my favorite watering holes and uh, steak makers, Mr. Matt Hummel from Gianni's Restaurant uh, in downtown Wyzetta. Matt, welcome to Drink in the Style. Thank you. Good afternoon. What are you mixing up for us today, my friend? How will this Sunday be dulled?
2: This Sunday we are making a riff on the Stinger cocktail, which is one of the classic cocktails that... Probably all our grandparents have drinking.
0: I in love this Stinger. My my dad used to always call it a Hennessy Stinger. Insisted on Hennessy, as uh, as the brandy I believe base. But that's a marketing deal. Tell us what you're going to do specifically with a Stinger.
2: Yeah, so I'm using uh, Cognac as well for my brandy of choice. Just a Martell um, VS, and then um, so the drink is called a Devil's Cocktail, where it's basically a Stinger with a little cayenne pepper. So. I kinda made my own little cream de mint cayenne syrup, you could say.
0: That's fantastic. All right. So the Devil's, what do you the Devil's cocktail. Devil's cocktail? I love the name right off the bat. So I mean so, you're already on my side. Yes. A stinger traditionally is going to be a brandy or a cognac, did you say? Well,
2: cognac is brandy. Cognac it's, is it's a brandy. French brandy. Okay. From the cognac region of France.
0: I actually did not know that. Yes. Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> you you do know a huge amount about liquor, which is absolutely fantastic. And uh uh what have you. So so it's traditionally a brandy and a cream de mint, and now you're adding adding some pepper and some spice and some bite to it.
2: Yep. So it might be a little spicy for the average Minnesota palate, but I think it is
0: uh, quite tasty. We do live in a place where salt is considered an exotic spice. Uh, That is so true, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nevertheless, this is going to be awesome. All right, so you're going to mix this up. Brett, do you have some uh, mixing music ready to go? There we go. Mr. Hummel, walk us through the process.
2: I'm uh, grabbing the ice in my mixing glass.
0: Right, and again, this is not going to be shaken. This is going to be stirred as a cocktail.
2: All clear spirits. And then uh, my proportions on this one is uh, two ounces of brandy and half ounce of cream.
0: Two ounces to a half an ounce. So that is like two to one half. <laughs> nice
2: math. Yeah. A lot of places not. like to use a little more cream de menthe, but I think it's a little too overpowering for my particular liking.
0: I really love the idea of this pepper being added to it because, you know, cream de menthe I like, but it tends to get awfully sweet awfully quick.
2: Yes, and a lot of people might think that a cream de menthe would be a creamy-based um, liqueur spirit, but uh, the cream just means sweet.
0: Interesting. Oh, really? Is that like a standard yeah. European thing? It is kind of a... Yeah. A wealth of knowledge. We'll talk about after you've got this mixed up too. Maybe we'll we'll talk about the the dreaded grasshopper cocktail, which was the source of great uh, frustration for me when I first moved to Minnesota. <laughs> in Minnesota, it's a it's an ice cream drink.
2: Oh yeah, we still make all the ice cream drinks at Gianni still. So.
0: In New York, it's it's not. There's no ice cream involved, but still. All right, so you've got that mixed in. How much pepper did you add to the to the menthe?
2: Um, Not much. It was probably maybe a quarter teaspoon to quarter about tea uh, probably about five ounces of condiment, And then I just finished off with a little simple syrup, just kind of calm it down a little more.
0: Fantastic. All right. And he's mixed it up. I should point out that Brent, for uh, reasons we won't delve into, is actually not going to be drinking with us today. Um, which is an exception to our general rule here at uh, Drink in the Style. But uh, under the circumstances, we are acquiescing, and we are going to uh, drink his share for him. Well, and I appreciate that, uh,
1: Greg. Uh, it's been about a year and a half now, so um, I moved out of state, decided it was probably a good opportunity to, to not drink, because I actually had a brewery uh, that I built in my home. So in being in IT, I spent a lot of time on the road, Mm -hmm. a lot of time entertaining uh, and going to different events. uh, And uh, now I'm trying to uh, change some of those habits, and part of that is building furniture. Mm -hmm. And I decided uh, also to stop um imbibing i guess is how you'd put it so but i appreciate you not throwing me out
0: yeah no 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 it's uh you know i don't agree with your life choice i understand no one everyone hates a quitter i know that (laughs) but we're going to allow it because i like you so very very much all right matt you've got these mixed together are these the special gianni's ice cubes
2: these are just our um clear uh square ice cubes that uh we do buy from the minnesota ice company but they're not our specialty logoed uh, okay. Cylinder cubes.
0: Now, if you go to, for our listeners uh, out there, if you go to Gianni's and you order one of their special deluxe cocktails, correct? What do you call it?
2: Correct, yeah. and our, our specialty drink
0: menu. On a specialty drink. You get these really awesome, uh, cool ice cubes that have almost like a hologram inside of it that is the Gianni's G. Um which is uh uh really fun especially as you are drinking heavily yes. and trying to figure out what the heck's going on
2: it's funny most people don't realize it until they're finishing their drink on their last sip and they're like oh there's a g on the bottom <laughs>
0: <laughs> there it is exactly but these are nice clear glass uh clear ice by the way you once explained to me i don't know if we ever talked about this on the show but clear ice there's no way to make clear ice like in your refrigerator as a standard thing, it's 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 about the depth of the ice.
2: You can you need a special ice mold.
0: Okay. Like everyone thinks
2: you can buy distilled water and boil it twice, and I've tried it all, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't make it that clear. But there are specialty molds that you can buy that have a little compartment mm-hmm. underneath the rubber mold with a hole in it. So when the ice freezes, all the impurities and oxygen will um, sink to the bottom underneath the rubber mold. Okay. And you rip off the the top part, and the top part of the mold is clear ice, and then everything underneath that mold is kind of a Cloudy and regular, oh, regular ice, I guess. Oh,
0: that's interesting. See, I, I misinformed my guests over the holidays. I told them that I have learned that you cannot have clear ice unless you are able to let the impurities go to the, the top, and then you can cut that off and you get the clear stuff at the bottom, or vice versa. Yeah, okay. so the clear
2: is on the top. So this the is. Clear is on the top. Yeah, the ice here is just regular, you know, Shakubi tap water, I think. So it's nothing too uh, special about the water that they use. It's just uh, the mold. Yeah.
0: Or, um, Magic mold.
2: Yeah, they just make it in big bulks, and they have a sharp saw, and they kind of cut off the top layer, I believe, which is the clear part.
0: That is really uh, that is is well, that's news to me. I'm going to get one of these molds because I like clear ice. It's an optical illusion. If you're looking at the side of the glass, the ice does not exist. Right, that <laughs> is pretty cool. Yeah, it really is. Okay, uh, Brett uh, Johnson in the uh, in the. Uh, uh, Producer's room, Matt and I are going to be enjoying the devil's cocktail in just a moment or two. And uh, Brent, you, sir, who are high on life, That's will right. be able to enjoy the experience through osmosis. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. You're listening to mean, uh, Drink in the Style. We'll be back in just a moment. Stick with us. Got lady five. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool, in any event. Check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. I'm Steve
2: Conklin. And I'm Jake DeRoff. We're the hosts of The Mortgage Talk Show, Sundays at 1230. Every week, we bring you insights on home financing, discussing rates, programs, local and national news. Whether you're buying your first home or your 100th home, we have tips and inside information to save you money and feel like a mortgage master. Check us out for more information and email us any questions at mortgagetalkshow.com. Tune into The Mortgage Talk Show every Sunday at 1230 on AM 950. Hi, this
3: is Laura, and I want to tell you about my family's favorite thing. It's our wood stove. We bought it about 14 years ago from Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And, see, the wood stove has actually paid for itself because we can keep the main area that we live in toasty warm with this great moist heat. But more important than saving money, it has actually improved our lives. Having a fire simplifies life. It provides comfort. It sort of takes the chill out of winter.
0: I'm Peter Solak. In 1977, I started Woodland stoves and fireplaces and I experienced the simple joy of warming myself by a fire I also realized that the place and the way we embrace fire has evolved in a diversity of forms and styles. So at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces we have brought together the widest selection of our fireplace products and technical knowledge in the Twin Cities Our mission is to use our knowledge to help you choose the design and function that is right for you and your home.
3: Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you Northeast Minneapolis is known for its creativity, and you'll know exactly why when you eat at Hazel's Northeast. Their creatively prepared comfort food will have you coming back week after week. Breakfasts like biscuits and gravy, granola pancakes, and brisket hash. For lunch, homemade soup, and one of the best Rubens in town. And don't miss the daily risotto or Chef Ali's ever-changing dinner specials. Come on in. Bring the whole family. Hazel's Northeast delivers real good food. Family owned at 29th and Johnson in Minneapolis.
0: Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Welcome back to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. I'm your host Gregory Rich. We are enjoying the musical tones of Tom Waits. That was Black Rider, and we are drinking the Devil's Cocktail, courtesy of Matt Hummel and Gianni's. Matt, we I love this cocktail.
2: Yeah, this is a uh, quite enjoyable.
0: Yeah, the pepper. I mean, I love a stinger, and uh, and we were talking about what what would cocktail to put on the, sh- the the show and the stinger actually was from the bishop's wife i remember which is a cary grant holiday movie coming out of the holidays here and there was a bunch of busybodies who was wa- who were watching uh who were watching cary grant and loretta young and he invites them over to kind of defang them so that they don't think that there's something nefarious going on and as he sees them he says to the waiter you know what bring us three stingers Awesome, to totally take away the bite, and I thought that was great. And now you've made that though even better with uh, with the pepper. This is great, folks. Go and check out this drink, and stop into Gianni's. You can order; it's off the menu, but but Matt is there.
2: Yes, P- please uh, feel free to order it, and I recommend doing it.
0: Awesome. And Brent, you are not joining us. You are drinking water. Yes, <laughs> which. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't want to besmirch anyone. And, you know, water, they say, is, is very good. But you know what? I have a riff on this, and I'm going to go into it. Because I was just at my my PT appointment, and I was talking with the doctor, and we were battling over water. She said, do you drink enough water? And I said, define wa- uh, enough. And she said, well, they, should, they say you should have eight glasses a day. And I said, listen to me. This is true. Think about this for a second. If the human body was designed to run on eight glasses of water, that's what we actually needed. Water historically has been one of the most toxic substances available. If you, at any time before 1940, had tried to drink eight glasses of water, the amount of bacteria you would be ingesting would have killed you by the time you were three years old. Water is dangerous stuff. Hmm? I stay away from it. You can't argue with history. Brent? Are you yeah. in a favor?
2: I like this anti-water coalition. <laughs>
0: <stuff>. <laughs> the one and only member of the anti-water coalition. <laughs> Water is death. I'm telling you, it's poison. It's dang poison. You're gonna be trashing fruits and vegetables up next. <laughs> I like fruits. Vegetables is way of of is God's way of of making you, you know, regret your meal. Uh, anywho. Um, <laughs> Brent, let's talk about uh, let's talk about you a bit here. When I first opened uh, Habitation, I met you. Uh, you were a partner in an IT firm that we were talking to uh, at the time, and you've since moved on to some new things, uh, of which furniture uh, design is one, correct? Uh, that's right,
1: Greg. So um, I was in a firm here, uh, local, actually out of uh, Egan for a while, no. Um, and then uh, after that, I, um, I moved out of state, wanted to do some new things. I was in Minnesota for about 26 years. Um, I started a number of different companies in Minnesota, IT firms, um, had some success, uh, but just felt like, uh, you know, the grass is greener. And uh, moved, uh, ended up uh, in Utah, in the mountains, uh, solitude, and uh, mm-hmm. it was great. Uh, and then uh, winter struck. <laughs> And I thought Minnesota winters were brutal. I love the mountains. Mm -hmm. Did a lot of climbing, did a lot of uh, skiing and, and, uh, you know, exploring. Um, And and that was really a great thing. Just sort of cleared my mind. Uh, And then uh, I spent about two, three hours a day. Plowing my my short. Just right <laughs> seriously. I, I have I'm not kidding. I have pictures where you know the snow was above uh, probably about ten twelve feet on a regular basis. You're kidding? No. So you
0: were really up in the mountains.
1: I, I was, and um, you know it was again it was really nice. It was beautiful, uh, but uh, I thought Minnesota was brutal in the winter, mm-hmm. uh, and you know you spend every two hours going outside to shovel it. it
0: Starts to wear on you after a while. So seriously, it's like it's it's forced exercise on an ongoing basis. Absolutely. I got in great shape. Good point. Good point. Uh, yeah, you, you do look great. You dropped a couple you pounds. You feeling well?
1: Absolutely. So, uh, that being said, uh, you know, I Minnesota started looking uh, really good to me again.
0: <laughs> Especially now in the age of climate change. We're quite warm. Absolutely.
1: I mean, this is not winter. Um, no, it's insane.
0: So I'm I, now pissed off that I pay for all of my plowing in advance because there's been no snow. I'm just starting to think that I may now start line iteming plowing at the buildings. Uh, and not not actually doing it
1: right so i did move back uh and i am actually still in it um and so my day job is working for uh a company in uh edina hope i can say that name performix and um what performix does is uh, we provide uh, mobile app development, uh, virtual reality, AR uh, development for companies that need assistance in those areas. Anything technical, um, if you need help, AI, um, business intelligence type uh, help, uh, we will we will have uh, people that can come on site, mm-hmm. or we will take those projects on internally and. Uh, uh, in and then uh, deliver you a nice uh, mobile app oh, well that's really cool
0: anything else good for you so you're staying with the the day job the IT work but then you have branched into furniture design as well as kind of a combination vocation hobby that's right kind of thing. that's I mean that's that is it's important to exercise various parts of your brain having been an IT refugee myself you know you have a tendency to over rely on a certain part of your brain and if you are a creative you need some kind of an outlet
1: Absolutely, and I, you know, I find that when you do consulting uh, in IT, um, you're meeting with uh, people, uh, business owners, uh, and businesses in general that they they have ideas uh, where they want to bring their business, but they might not know how to get there. And so, I find that there is a certain amount of creativity involved in bringing new ideas, new business processes, new applications, uh, a new way of doing business that is. Uh, that technology
0: helps enable. um, But it's still not something tactile. You still lack that kind of artistic input, correct?
1: Absolutely and you know I think that um, that's where the furniture build uh, part of my brain sort of kicks in and um, I was raised in a family that uh, had some artists in, in the family. My, both grandmothers uh, on, on both sides uh, were both artists. In fact, one of my grandmothers uh, uh, taught art. Uh, she had her own studio, and uh, she did uh, both sculptures, uh, sculpting and uh, painting, and uh, later in life she got into China painting, moved down to Florida when she retired. And she continued teaching uh, classes until her uh, the ninety until she was into her nineties, mm-hmm. uh, right up pretty much until the day she passed away. Wow. So as a child, uh, I'd go see my grandmother, and you know the first thing she would do usually is lead me into the studio, sit me down, give me some supplies, and say, "Paint a tree."
0: How great is that? That is great. Mine would give me a little chocolate kiss, maybe a quarter, and uh, and away I'd go. But you had some kind of creative fostering through there and now you have a chance to make that and and, and bring that to fruition overall
1: right so you know being an entrepreneur in the uh, you know that took a lot of time it, it took me to places uh i think that i would never have gone to before and uh, so, bringing those experiences back, and uh, you know, building furniture with some of those things have been really rewarding. I
0: love it. All right, we're going to take another quick break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the specific pieces that you're creating. Uh, you're listening to Drink in the Style right here on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. Stick with us. You must say goodbye to me. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Tom Hartman here telling you that solar energy isn't just for environmentalists. Switching to all energy solar is actually perfect for reducing your carbon footprint while also saving money on your monthly electric bill. The fact that solar panels cause no earth harming emissions while it's producing energy is a bonus. Who in the world could object to that? But they can also help you save money month after month for decades. And they do it with a clean footprint. So go green and start saving money today by visiting allenergysolar.com.
1: Vacuum cleaners. You buy them, you break them, and then you throw them away, right? Well, if you're ready to break out of that vicious cycle, we have the answer. Never heard of A1 Vacuum? They've been around forever, offering better alternatives. So if you're ready to stop filling the landfill, give A1 Vacuum a shot. Located in Roseville and ready to show you something better. Find them at a-1vacuum.com or
0: call 651-222-6316. Better yet, drop by.
3: I'm Connie Bure, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind, body, spirit, emotion perspective. Join us next Saturday for a lively discussion on change. Some people love it. Others don't. Where are you at with it? Let us help you move through change in a new way. Join us for the Awaken Living Infusion Radio Show, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life.
0: With your AM950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Tonight, cloudy with a low around negative 1, and wind chill values as low as negative 14. Tomorrow will be snowy with an accumulation of 1 to 3 inches. Temperature highs of 16 at the lows of 14. Eat local Minnesota.com's Restaurant of the Week is Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club. Offering a unique and contemporary spin on continental cuisine, Crooner's specializes in food and drink made popular in the 1920s. Check out this fabulous
2: dining experience at 6161 Highway 65 Northeast in Minneapolis. Hitting a
0: million in a drop dead suit, touch your finger. Welcome back to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design on Excelsior Boulevard in Saint Louis Park. Matt, I would put you on the spot right off the start. Uh, what uh, what's going on at Gianni's this month? Anything new and exciting?
2: Uh, this month, it's you know kind of just business as usual. Um, February is always um, a good month for us with uh, Valentine's Day mm-hmm. is always a uh, of course really big week at Gianni's. Okay, so if you need to make reservations, I would do it sooner than later.
0: It, it, I bet it does. I mean, it fills up fast. It is. It does. Awesome. And uh, and what are the the featured cocktails that you have on the menu?
2: Oh, we have everything from an aviation to funky Negronis and um, riffs on a lot of cocktails. We have like one called the Hunter, the which Hunter. is a kind of like a riff on a old fashioned almost with a bourbon, cherry herring, Luxardo Maricino liqueur and uh cherry bark vanilla bitters which is really an awesome cocktail
0: wow yeah that sounds great
2: yeah it's delicious
0: all right there it is so gianni's some awesome cocktails going on and of course a perfect place for <sighs> valentine's day absolutely i don't observe valentine's day in general except for the kids they eat a little chocolate hearts or something but the wife gets nothing and she's okay with that it's part of why i fell in love with her all right, back to Brent. So, Brent, you have started by creating some interesting furniture. Now, you have launched uh, by, by doing some cocktail tables. Right. To and first, by the way, cocktail tables or coffee tables?
1: Well, you know, I guess uh, it's whatever you want to call them. Exactly. Um, so, in my case, it's uh, a coffee table. In your case, it's uh,
0: <laughs> it's a cocktail it's table. It's a cocktail table.
1: <laughs> You're absolutely
0: right. <laughs> right. All right. And the primary—I mean—you've shown me some of the things, and we've got one of your pieces that are going to be going on the floor at Habitation uh, in the next week or two. That's right. And you are focusing a little bit on uh, on some uh, mixed media and concrete tops. That's right. Tell me why concrete.
1: Well, uh, it sort of happened by accident. Uh, when I came back to Minnesota about a year and a half ago, I moved into a mid-1950s home in uh, uh, south Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and it needed uh, some re-work uh, uh, you know work done um, to make it habitable. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started, uh, I had a, a rumpus room, and the rumpus room was, it was like walking back in time. It had a, um, you know, a, a really bad, bar that looked like somebody built it on a weekend. Uh it did have uh shuffleboard. <laughs> All the
0: drinks slowly drift to it, it, the right. pretty much.
1: Well, it, that's where I'm going with this. Uh it had shuffleboard in the floor uh, on the old tiles and uh and so I thought, you know, this is a good uh, you know, week project. I'll I'll take out the old bar um and uh And then I soon found out that the floor was completely uh, not level at all. Mm -hmm. So thinking to myself, well, you know, I think I'll just bring in some concrete and level the floor out. Well, uh, it was uh, a bigger job than that. And so as I started doing the concrete work, uh, I realized that, uh, you know, this stuff is kind of fun to play with. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I got the floor done, uh, I was inspired um, because what I'd like to do is when I'm working on a project, try to reincorporate a lot of the original components uh, or pieces back into the redesign. So I had, a, for example, an appliance down there in the bar area that was a, a stove, a oven, a refrigerator, and sink all in one. Mm-hmm. So for the 1950s, uh, it, it was such a great piece, and I refurbished that uh... and uh... by today's standard you'd would, you would think it's really high-tech Um <laughs> back then it, it was probably mind-blowing at least it blew my mind and uh... so i i needed to uh... come up with a coffee table for the for the new family area room that i put in there and uh... Uh, I found uh, I took out an old laundry room, and I had some metal legs that were on some wash basins, mm-hmm. and uh, and really heavy duty. And I and I did some previous tables out of barn wood and and other uh, old wood, and uh, thinking what could I put on here that would give it some weight? Uh, and uh, boom, that was the inspiration. Concrete. Concrete. I had it all over my my shoes at the time. I looked down and. <laughs> And uh, that, you' are wearing
0: you're, cement loafers. Yeah. Is that what you? That, that's exactly <laughs> Remember, right. Remember, I'm Italian. <laughs> no, I, honestly, um,
1: <laughs> we could talk. So um,
0: I just saw I just saw the best New Yorker cartoon. I got a little New Yorker day by day cartoon, and it was like a mafioso sitting on a stand, and uh, in a in a in a in a trial. And uh, the caption is the, the mafioso saying, "As we approached the end of the pier, the rhetoric became nasty." <laughs> So the cement loafers. Sorry, yes, keep going. So you're making cement loafer coffee yes, tables. Yes,
1: I, I am cement loafers. Um, so currently, uh, the coffee table that I'm going to have uh, in your showroom is, uh, if you will, it's a um, it's an irregular uh, concave uh, polygon, Mm-hmm. and uh, with that, uh, it has. Um, uh, Half-inch uh, rolled steel legs on there um, in a uh, interesting design, and uh, the 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 top is uh, two inches thick, uh, very high polish. Uh, so um, you know it's 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 not quite um, what I would say mid-century uh, modern, uh, but it's sort of a mix
0: between that and uh, I would say industrial. Mm. So. Yeah. This, which is why it's perfect for habitation. Again, a blend of, of styles. I've talked about it so many times. I like mid-century, but I hate when everything is pure mid-century Right. overall. I mean, you want to have some kind of a blend. You want to make this relevant and resonant in today's design world. Right. Where are you getting the legs?
1: Well, so uh, I found uh, that, uh, you know, I love to go to uh, old stores, um uh, you know antique dealers such as that, and, and I'll take um, you know I'll look at anything really uh, and make legs or different uh, accessories out of them. And uh, like I said, I, I took these uh, in, in a, this other piece that I was describing the legs off an old wash uh, tub uh, that was actually a concrete wash tub. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but I but today um, I'm uh, just forming the the legs, uh, uh, you know manufacturing them basically or building them.
0: So when you're doing the concrete top, to go back to that for just a second, do you have a mold that you're creating or do you have a slab that then you're cutting down? What's the actual manufacturing process?
1: So, depend upon the the piece that I uh, that I'm making. Uh, but in this particular case, uh, I, I will uh, I use a mold, um, a form actually. So I create the form. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I uh, uh, like what uh, the top looks like, and I think I'm going to make several of them, I will uh, I'll make another form that's more of a permanent form that it's reusable. And uh, so uh, what I'll do is uh, you know start with a, um, basically a. Um, a sheet of plywood for the bottom, and then I will use usually um, aluminum around the sides uh, to form the, the sides of the form, um, and they are removable, and then um, I use reinforced concrete as well, and uh, these things are quite heavy, so, so if you can
0: imagine, it's, it's a pretty, uh, pretty heavy-duty forms. Yeah, I can only I can only imagine. So you create the form itself, and that is again an exercise in creativity in and of itself. Is running through. And when you say it's reinforced concrete, are you saying there's like rebar within this? So I will use uh, like a, uh, a wire mesh on in
1: inside, and then I um, and then oftentimes the mixture of concrete that I'll use has um, some fiber fibrous material in it that also adds to the strength of, of the the table. Um, and you know if you go into other uh, furniture stores or Or some of the more high-volume national brands Uh, if they have furniture that's made out of concrete oftentimes it's um, it'll it'll either be hollow or or they'll have um, a a divot in the bottom or or, um, Avoid, if you will, and the, I try to stay away from that. So uh, a typical uh, concrete uh, coffee table might weigh, you know, 80 pounds, whereas mine will probably weigh around 150. So um, it, it's not something you, that you'll probably move when you're vacuuming. Um, <laughs> no, uh,
0: but you know, there's something to do with I don't know. Someday maybe a physicist can explain this to me, but I can assure you, there's something to do with weighty materials, with with heavy pieces of furniture that affect the space around it it really does if you have i mean i know exactly we're talking about with some of the concrete has been popular for a period of time now and whenever something is popular you wind up having people rip it off and try to come up with cheaper ways of doing it and and if for no reason other than shipping and whatever they want to reduce the, the 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 weight with it so you see a lot of different manufacturers coming out with what is basically an elaborate plastic or some kind of fiberglass type of a material that has a concrete finish to it and it has its place i suppose. Um, overall but to have something that's genuine concrete something that's got that weight and that that aesthetic gravitas is that a term
1: i can use sure absolutely and and you know it's true i mean there's uh uh concrete veneer and yep. and that kind of surprised me when I started getting into this mm-hmm. uh you know obviously we've had furniture uh, wood uh, um, products that have had that wood veneer for a long time with the, mm-hmm. with the more fiber board material on the inside mm-hmm. uh and you're finding the same thing now with uh, some concrete tables mm-hmm. uh so yeah no I I'm old school where it
0: is solid through and through and uh Um, you know very very solid so authenticity is is key and that makes sense but what about scalability have you considered it where if if this goes as you're uh, expecting it or hoping it would go and as i expect necessarily go do you have plans to scale this project up or do you want to keep doing specific pieces and and handcrafting is that the end game
1: so you know right now i'm I'm really enjoying being involved in and I like I stated earlier, I, I've started several businesses, I scaled them uh... and and you know had offices located worldwide so i understand scalability uh... and and, and manufacturing facilities uh... in this particular case um, you know like anything else i do um, I, I guess I, I you know i don't have that crystal ball but you know i'll take it where it goes if people like what i'm doing and there's demand and they and they, they view this as something um, that they they'll have around and maybe pass it on to their children and and there's some um, Poll, uh, Sure. I, you know, I, I think that I would enjoy. Um, I, I have six children and uh, three are still uh, young. So, um, you know, uh, putting them to work, um, you know, cheap labor. <laughs> Stick <laughs>
0: them to the cement mines. You know, exactly. That's okay, what America ha- needs. Ha- ha- hauling good cement
1: pouring cement. jobs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, what kid doesn't like to get their hands dirty? And, and you know, uh, so so sure. I You know, I, again, it, it really depends on how it resonates with people. So far. Um, You know, I'm getting quite a number of people asking me about the furniture and and that's, I guess, uh, what brings me here with you.
0: And uh, yeah, I think, and again, there is such a, a great, I mean, there's a longing out there for authenticity in everything. We live in an artificial world on so many different levels and to be able to just have something that is actually crafted and created. So when all is said and done, how are you going to define success in this project?
1: Well, I think I, I uh, success, I, I think I've already, for me, I've reached it. Um, you know, it, it, success doesn't necessarily always equate to monetary uh, success. Uh, for me, I set out doing something that was different that I, I hadn't done before. I, I built furniture, but I really dig doing the whole concrete work um, because it's you could just do so many different things with it. Uh, so... Um, I think as you scale, uh, personal success or happiness sometimes goes down, mm-hmm. uh, but of course, uh, if people enjoy it and I, and I can scale, that would be also, I would consider success. So. Uh, you, you know, just the mere fact that you asked me to put a piece in your showroom and see where it goes—that's success to me. Oh, I like that answer. Fantastic.
0: All right, uh, it's time for another quick break. We're going to refresh our cocktails, pour some more water for Brent. Uh, listeners, up next is the Habitation audio log and a few words of wisdom. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM950. Habitation is Minneapolis' coolest furniture design studio. Our in-house design staff specializes in creating spaces that reflect your style, your values, and your taste. From edgy modern to transitional, habitation is here to help you craft your home. You know what's also exciting? Habitation offers AM950 listeners complimentary interior design services, which include an appraisal of any furniture pieces you may want to trade in for store credit. That's right, Habitation will take your gently used furniture and issue you store credit on fresh, fantastic furniture. Check out Habitation today, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, one mile east of Highway 100, or visit us online at habitationdesign.com.
4: We are given the gift of intuition on how to care for ourselves and our families. But too often we forsake that knowledge for the voice of authority. Green Tea Conversations is a radio show for people like you, who are on a journey to take responsibility for their health and who want to play a more active role in their family's well-being. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings magazine, and I'm excited to bring Green Tea Conversations into your home. Join me every Sunday at 10 a.m. as I interview local experts straight from the pages of Natural Awakenings who will share progressive ideas in the latest natural approaches in nutrition, fitness, creative expression, personal growth, and sustainable living in a fun and informative way. Podcasts of the show are available anytime at naturaltwincities.com, am950radio.com, on iTunes, or anywhere you get your podcasts. So grab a cup of tea and join the conversations on Sundays at 10 a.m. as we awaken to natural health.
0: Hello, fellow AM 950 listeners. This is Jaja from Nightingale at 26 in Lindale. Come experience our delicious signature dishes and exciting rotation of inventive seasonal fare for my wife and chef Carrie and her team. Nightingale is the perfect place to gather for any occasion with our extensive wine, beer, and cocktail selection, along with our dedication to great service. We offer a full menu every day from 4 to 1 a.m., two award-winning daily happy hours, and weekend brunch at 10. More at nightingalempls.com. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard.
4: Buckshot eyes
0: and a purple heart. I rolled down the National Stroll, and with a big fat paycheck strapped to my hip sack, and a shore leave wristwatch underneath my sleeve,
4: in a Hong Kong drizzle on Cuban heels, I rolled down the gutter to the blood bank. And I left all
0: my papers on the Ticonderoga I was in bed, in need of a shave. <laughs> Welcome back cool to Drink in the style. style on air every Sunday night at five PM, right here on AM nine fifty, and available on iTunes and other podcast apps at any time at all. We have been listening to the artistic caterwaulings of the great Tom Waits off of his Beautiful Maladies album. You love it or you absolutely hate it. Brent, do you love it or do you hate it? I love it yeah brett in the box do you like it
2: i haven't heard a lot of tom waits but i'm kind of digging this one Yeah.
0: and what do you think matt
2: oh i, I dig everything you play here you're, do you yeah
0: we mix it up a little uh, bit yep. we usually stick with the standards and the vocalists but every now and then you're going to throw something off the wall and yeah uh, uh tom waits is uh, is totally cool the first time i actually actually ever heard him was at the apostle islands at uh, if you've ever been up there a place called uh tom's burndown bar It was an actual bar that burned down, so we basically just put up a couple tents, and it's been now the bar for, like, a decade or two decades or something. Very cool music. All right. Here we are in our final segment, which means it's time to do the Habitation audio log. Um... And uh, we're talking about some things we got on the, uh, on the agenda coming up in the next couple of weeks that are going to be exciting. But uh, this one is going to be a discussion of something that I think is really, really cool that one of our suppliers is doing. So are you ready, Mr. Hummel? Oh, yeah. Are you ready, Mr. Boldy? I am. Once again, segment four, I'm seeing double, and it's time to do the Habitation Audio <laughs> Log. No time could be better. Habitation Audio Log, installment 24. Gus Modern Keep On Giving event. The holidays may be over, but at least one of our furniture lines would like to continue the generosity that is the hallmark of the holiday season. Gus Modern's Keep On Giving event is offering 15% off their entire line of furnishings and case goods when you support local food banks by bringing in three non-perishable food donations. This is an unusual event on many levels. First, it's rare that the entire Gus Modern line is on sale at one time. Normally, suppliers discount uh, segments of their line rather than the entire kit and the caboodle, so a chance to save on everything is rare. Second, it's a a, uh, chance to do well by doing good. Support your local food bank and get a discount. Finally, and I hope this isn't TMI, but... Many of our furniture lines out there have been hit by, uh, have been hit hard by the Trump trade war and prices have gone up as a result. Gus Modern has, so far, resisted raising prices, but there's no way to be sure that this will continue. That means that you can save 15% currently on the prices as they stand. If our trade war continues, that means that your savings today will be huge when compared to buying the same item later this year. That's the TMI part. The sale will come to an end, though. This offer is good only through January 27th, and it does not apply to previous purchases. Like that? All I got to do is throw in operators are standing by, supplies are limited, something like that. No? Okay. I like it. All right, yeah. No, Gus Modern is a really nice supplier, and I think it's great when, uh, when they do things that encourage uh, generosity and encourage doing something good for the community at, in, in large rather than just a, a discount. Um, Segment uh, four includes an opportunity, Brent, for you to ask me a question or two if you would like. Absolutely. So what have you got in mind? This is completely off the cuff as far as I know. I haven't been prepared.
1: All right. Well, Greg, I've known you for a while now, and you and I are actually similar in some ways. Um, I quit drinking. You you haven't. I picked Uh, up the slack for you. (laughs) But aside from that, uh, you also started life in IT. I did. And now you're in furniture. So I started life in IT, and now I'm making furniture. So I do it as a way, as, I started out as a hobby, and I still kind of consider it a hobby. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you do mm-hmm. when you're not
0: at your store? Oh, you turned that sideways. I thought you were going to ask the easy question of you know why furniture off of of IT and things like that. And I could have gone. Well, the you could go there as tactile well. route. And I mean, you were you are an actual IT guy. You can bring value. I was an IT recruiter, uh, although I could code in BASIC and and some of the other stuff. But I didn't have that background. Um, but what do I do in my uh, in my time to uh, to unload it? I wish I had a really good answer to that. And the truth is that I don't. I mean, when you are a business owner. One the, the quickest way for, for anyone on my staff to make an enemy of me is to say something along the lines of, well, Greg, you have the weekends off. So, you know, we're here when we're working or something like that uh, because I don't come in on the weekends. But when you are a business owner, you know as well as I do, Brent, because you've been in, in the same position that you never, ever Have anything off at any time day or night 2 a.m. you're still thinking about you know work at uh, Saturday even if you're not in the store you're wondering who's doing what in the store so there's no quick way out so in terms of decompression time and and other stuff that I can do it really is not as structured as it's supposed to be in America it's not like you know I can say well I go climbing or you know like that when I can squeeze in a little bit of golf I'll play a little bit of golf but what it really comes down to is just just spending time with my family is all that I necessarily need, and it doesn't even have to be anything. Like I'll play cards or backgammon or Payday sometimes, things like that with my younger daughter, and that is absolutely fantastic and a chance to kind of focus on that at the moment. Um, my older daughter, I mean, this holiday season, she and I went Christmas shopping a couple of times, and I thought that was, like, so sweet um, overall. So, to me, it's just a matter of spending time with people who I necessarily want to spend time with, and not people who, and it's not a negative thing, but who you have to spend time with, who you have work, who you have accountabilities associated with it. And that's all I can necessarily act uh, or, or say. Um, I will point out though that this year and i don't want to say uh, resolutions or anything like that but i've been doing physical therapy to kind of rehab the shoulder injury or replacement that i had so i'm going to try to get back into the health club um and uh and that type of thing but i don't really have any specific hobbies at this point however I do want to point out that i have once again been developing my uh uh, or or working hard at increasing my meditation skills do you meditate at all
1: not as often as i should um a very very good uh, and and close friend of mine is into yoga and um she has been uh, trying to drag me into uh, yoga and, uh, with her. And I will say that, uh, um, you know, that's probably, um, something that I need to do mm-hmm. because uh, people that I think, uh, that I've heard do yoga, it's also quite meditative, I believe. So, um, but that's why I think, uh, you know, building with my hands and just being alone and, and creating is almost meditative for me. Mm-hmm. um, so, so that's what I do. Um, and I can relate about taking time off. Uh, when you are a business owner, uh, people think that it's very romantic. If you're the, the CEO of your corporation, uh, the truth is, is you probably will never work harder in your life than for yourself, which is probably the way it should be. Uh, but the, the, the other part of that is you do not have a chance usually to unwind and take time off. Um, so
0: it is true and it's and it's it's difficult I'm I'm tempted to go off on a riff about (laughs) right (laughs) No, I'm not going to um but uh it is you should do yoga though I used to do yoga um every every Saturday my brother who lived uh in Edina and I would go to mind body yoga out in Minnetonka which actually just closed which is too bad but we used to study under uh the fabulous momi was her name um and what's what's beautiful about yoga i was never able to get to a a merging of meditation and yoga overall because to me they're very different things i guess you know if you're good enough at yoga maybe then you can just go on autopilot to me yoga was more of a, a struggle to maintain control of your body a realization that i mean the hardest thing about a yoga stretch is that you know you feel as though you almost should fight back against it you know, if you're doing downward dog, for example, and you're stretching your back, you will find without a doubt, especially early on, that as you try to stretch your back, you're going to be contracting your abs or something like that or or your, or your uh, um, I don't know, your biceps. I mean, it's just like it's something about being a westerner that says you have to have some kind of a balance everything must be extremely difficult but in fact once you get really good at it you're able to literally just loosen all of your muscles and focus on that and you realize how you're always creating almost a self-defeating type of a physical posture between the two, that's my philosophy on it. I had to stop after I had my shoulder replaced, and then I went to it with my brother, and then he ripped my shoulder out of the socket again because he was trying too hard to show me how strong he was. <laughs> when I that's had his brother, oh, he's quality. Love you, Jeff. Love him like a brother, just not one of mine. <laughs> Brent, you ever do yoga?
2: I do not do yoga in here. No.
0: How about meditation? You ever meditate? I try to. Yeah. There is an unbelievably good online app that is from a fellow named um, Sam Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a podcast called Waking Up, and he's a, he's a neuroscientist, and a philosopher, and an author, and I mean, he's just, he's absolutely brilliant. And he's got this app called Waking Up, which guides you through like the first six or eight days or something like that of meditation and, and how you do it, it's a great way to start. So there it is. I just plugged Sam Harris. Can we, can we like, tag him in Facebook or something? <laughs> we can work on that, yes. Thank you very much. I'm excited. All right. Well, that is it. We have drunk and talked our way through another episode. On behalf of our guest, Brent Bowlby. Brent, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. And our partner, Gianni Steakhouse. Matt, this is a great cocktail. I oh, really yes. love this. Thank you. I would like to wish everybody good luck this coming week, and to quote Victor Hugo, each man should frame his life so that at some future hour, fact and dreaming meet. Good night, everybody. <laughs>